are underway at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. Hey everybody, welcome back to Mad Dog Pod. I'm Nate. I'm Gabe. And I'm Andrew. Today we're going to be talking about one quick topic on each of the teams. For the Cavs, we're going to be discussing the potential eight-team restart, where the eight teams that didn't make the NBA playoff scenario are going to go to Chicago and play a mini-tournament, like training camp type thing. For the Browns, we're going to be discussing the potential of a David Njoku trade, since he requested one yesterday. And for the Indians, we're going to be discussing the possibility of changing the name of the Indians. Not necessarily whether or not we agree with the name change, just what the potential names could be and what it could mean for the team. Before getting into all of that content that we have planned for this podcast, we're going to take a moment to recognize and point out that on this day, July 5th, 1947, Indians legend Larry Doby became the first African-American player to play in the American League. It's really important for us to look back on this important part of our history as an organization, as well as the history of the league. And it's something that we as Indians fans can be proud of happened within our organization and not somewhere else in the AL. We were a part of breaking the color barrier within the sport, and we can only hope that the Indians continue to make moves like this in the future to make the sport as inclusive as it can possibly be. With that being said, we're going to start off with the Cavs. As I mentioned earlier, there's a potential plan to have the eight teams that didn't make it just play some like training camp, sort of like the summer camp games in Chicago against each other. What do you guys think about that potential plan? Do you think it's like a good idea or not? Uh, I think it's a good idea because, I mean, the Cavs really, with their young players, they need some, you know, training over this summer. And, it, you know, it's really tough to find nowadays with the times we're facing. So I think, you know, getting some actual competition, you know, against other young players, because if you look at the other teams, you know, it's teams like the Hawks, Bulls, the Hornets, you know, those guys who have really young teams, you know, it's good to see some young talent go against each other, even if, you know, it's not nationally televised for us fans. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I hope that they put some stakes in the game just to make it a little more interesting, but I have no clue what that might be. Maybe just like have it be a tournament, I guess, but um, I think it's good for our young guys to get an extra, get some extra reps in, and uh, I hope Dylan Windler gets some minutes, but I don't know if he's healthy enough to come back yet. Yeah, the one thing that I think did dissuade the uh, NBA from putting, like, uh, maybe the number one overall pick as stakes or anything as stakes is, and I mean, the one thing that makes me not want it is the Warriors would have Clay yeah. and Steph back. So if there was something on the line, they could just start the two of them and absolutely dominate every single team that's there. So I think it is going to be kind of a good thing that it's just like casual games where I don't think any veteran is going to even be invited by their team to come to these or like if they are invited, accept an invitation to play. I think it's going to be pretty much the summer camp, except it's all bad teams. So like our young guys like KPJ, maybe Dylan Windler, Darius Garland will be getting a lot of minutes. Well, which... We've seen that the NBA wants to do, like Adam Silver has 
express interest and want to do like these mid-season tournaments like they do in soccer yeah and stuff like that so this could be like a format for that if they really want to do it with the bottom teams um and you could put like maybe you have a play-in game for the playoff spot next year but i don't know that seems a little too too much for a little eight game yeah tournament. i mean i don't really see them doing anything with you know the lottery either i think yeah. that's all said and done because i mean there's teams that will drop out of the the main tournament that are going to be in the lottery as well. Yeah. So I, you know, I can't really see there being any real stakes on this. I definitely think they'll just go with if they go with it, they'll just do it just for the young guys and like our players like Drummond, Kevin Love, you know, the veterans won't be there. I'm sure, uh, you know, Curry and Clay won't show up either. I know. I'm sure Curry's like playing golf somewhere. So yeah. I think if. Like, if this does happen, it could definitely be kind of like what Gabe said, like an audition of what a mid-season tournament could be like. I, Like Cannon said, I don't think they're going to put any stakes on it because, like, there's teams that aren't going to make the playoffs who have to go to Orlando, like teams like potentially the Nets or, like, the Magic, who probably aren't going to be in the playoff race. They're going to get knocked out, knocked out after their eight games, and it would be pretty unfair for them to have to just go get, like, destroyed by the Lakers while the other bad teams are, like, playing for lottery opportunities. So I think it will just be casual games, but regardless, any game time is good for the young Cavs, so it'll be exciting to be able to watch them play. That's about it that we know on this eight-team restart. Like, there's no plans besides it's going to be probably in Chicago. They don't even know whether it's going to be a tournament or, like, a round robin or, like, a World Cup thing. So we'll keep you updated on what that's looking like on the Twitter and Instagram. So keep out for more stuff on that and whether or not it's going to happen. So now I think we should just jump straight into what's probably going to be the longest talking point of this podcast, which is going to be the potential of trading David Njoku. Obviously, we brought in Austin Hooper this offseason, a Pro Bowl tight end who's going to be the number one tight end on the team, which made David Njoku clearly mad and is why he is demanding a trade now. Or I don't, it, They didn't really phrase it as demanding, but he's requesting a trade. So what? I guess we can start by talking about whether or not we think it's a good idea to trade him in general, and then after that, discuss what we think we can get for a player like David Njoku. Um, well, I wanted to keep him. I think the Browns were smart. They drafted Harrison Bryant in the draft this year, tight end. Um, I, I think – I forget the school he was I think not. it was Iowa? No, no, no. He was a small uh, non-Power 5 school, but he was, yeah. like, the first non-Power 5 tight end to ever win, like, the best tight end in the nation award. I forget the actual name for it, but um, he was really good, and – I was actually excited to see the pick, and he's a, a lot better pass catcher than David Njoku. So I think we're actually pretty good FAU. at... FAU. FAU? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're actually pretty good at the tight end position without David Njoku, and we could get some compensation for him, but it won't be... I don't know if it'll be a huge loss, because I'm, I'm pretty high on Harrison Bryant, but what about you guys? Um, I really did like David Njoku. I thought he was going to go somewhere with us. Uh. You know, he has a really great vertical, and he's really tall. Um, he did have pass-catching issues, but just his, like, height and vertical alone made him a really good red zone threat for us. Uh, I mean, if we do get rid of him, and also, like, you know, his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, uh, the last time the Browns had a player under that agent was, uh, he got traded, it was... Uh, was it Duke Johnson? Yeah, it was Duke Johnson, that's yeah. who it was. 
a couple of years, you know, was, was that last year, I think? Yeah, um, I think it was the last offseason yeah. that we got rid of Duke. Because so it was he, when we got he asked for, Yeah, he asked for a trade under Drew Rosenhaus, and, you know, he eventually got traded. So yeah, that we'll, happened pretty quickly, yeah, too. Yeah, we'll see if it happens again. But, I mean, I, I'd say I don't want to let him go. Uh, I think he can really provide for us again this season and be a really good, uh, you know, get a good amount of touchdowns. But uh, if we do get rid of him, I think we'll need someone to step up in the red zone this season to fill that gap. Um, just some stats on Harrison Bryant. Um, he was first in the nation in yards with 1,004 yards and receptions with 65. And PFF uh, gave him a 92.9 receiving grade, which was way above any other tight end in the draft. So in my opinion, he was a steal and he was the best tight end in the draft. I think that under or on any other team, if any other team was in the situation where we ha- that we're in, where we have a like Pro Bowl tight end in Austin Hooper, and we have an up and coming tight end, best out of the draft in Harrison Bryant, they'd be totally fine trading David Njoku. But since we added Kevin Stefanski, and literally over half of his plays every single season, over half the snaps his offensives have have two tight ends on the field. It's going to be important to have three tight ends that can play on any given play and that can actually contribute to the team. So from that standpoint, I don't really get why David Njoku is requesting a trade because like, he's going to be getting probably more snaps this year than he has in any season so far for the Browns, especially last year when he was hurt most of the season. And even when he came back healthy, Kitchens just didn't really use him that much. So I think this was actually going to be a pretty productive year for uh, Injoku, even though he is like offensively probably the sixth option on our team behind the two running backs, Jarvis and Odell, and then Austin Hooper. He's definitely the sixth after them, debatably seventh. But when you have all those other aerial f- threats, it's inevitable that those are they're going to be keyed on, and he'll get some like wide open routes throughout a game. He'll get a couple of passes every single game and Baker his rookie year really liked throwing to Njoku so there's a good connection there and since he's going to be on the field a lot I don't really get for his career why he would be requesting a trade now when he could potentially put up decent numbers this year for little to no work because the players around him are doing all the work for him and then heading into a contract year he could get a bumper contract with another team not the Browns but as Gabe said, we do have Harrison Bryant, so even if Njoku leaves, we still have two really good tight ends for the majority of the time, and then I guess like Pharaoh Brown can fill in when we need there's, him. There's also some good tight ends on the free agency market still. Delaney Walker, I know he's old, but he's still just a solid pass-catching tight end. Yeah, he's just definitely better than Njoku. Yeah, and Jordan Reed, I know he's got concussion issues, but we've seen like if he stays healthy, he's got really good production. So there's some guy on the free agency market that you can plug in for Njoku. Yeah, and we do have the cap space for that. I'd say you know we do yeah. have we do have a lot of room right now. But uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be know, long. Yeah, we can just sign a one year. year. Yeah, yeah, but I guess that does uh, go cool. both ways though, because in terms of a trade, he won't carry that much value in the market because there are other alternatives in free agency. So True. teams might not be willing to offer as much for well, in Njoku unless they're looking for a young tight end. Yeah, though, yeah. because yeah. you know. This this year, if you know things would have been normal for him, it would have been a very key year for him. You know his contract's about to end. Yeah, he needs to make progressions, and you know we've seen him struggle with pass catching. And this would have had to been uh, you know a statement year for him. So I mean, 
I could see us not, you know, trading him and keeping him around, seeing what he does this year to see if we want to go, you know, long term with him and try to, you know, convince him to stay. Uh, but he, for, on his side of things, he also sees this as a big year for him, and maybe, you know, him being in the position he's in he, as he wants not to be even, the number one guy. yeah, not even being the number one tight end. Maybe, you know, he thinks I could get, uh, you know, different looks elsewhere and be a number one tight end somewhere else and get you know more playing time and stuff yeah i also think that if you're looking at this from his perspective like even just two years ago lots of browns fans were hyping him up he was like a decently big player for us everybody loved him he had a good connection with baker and he seemed to be like getting ready for a big career with cleveland and like fans were going all like in love with him but now this offseason we literally like drafted a tight end decently early in the draft and we signed one of the or we traded for one of the best no we signed one of the best tight ends in the league in Austin Hooper so from his perspective the browns have like honestly been pretty disrespectful to David Njoku even if he hasn't performed we've clearly not shown a commitment to him and maybe this isn't in like for him it isn't as much of like I don't think I'll get passes or touches with Cleveland. It's I don't think the organization is like respecting me as a player and I want to go somewhere where I am like more important to the team. Yeah. Which honestly like for Njoku, I totally get that. We kind of did like just shove him under the rug this year and have kind of ignored him in recent years. So I do sort of feel like sympathy for him in that way but then again i do think he still will play a role for our team so i don't think it's worth going through this whole ordeal with the browns that he's about to go through. i mean we mentioned kevin stefanski's system and looking at some of the vikings uh tight ends looking at the vikings tight ends group 2019 um carl rudolph played 16 games had 39 catches for 367 yards and six touchdowns mm-hmm. so the touchdown's not bad but the the yardage and catching not very good, um, not very great. And then um, Irv Smith Jr., who was, I think, a second-round pick for them out of Alabama, uh, played 16 games, had 36 catches for 311 yards and two touchdowns. So, so that would probably be the Njoku. Yeah, right? so he's looking at that, and he's like, that production isn't going to get me the contract I want. Now, I think he's better better than Irv Smith Jr. Yeah. I mean, but we'll see. It also depends. Like, Kirk Cousins may not feel as comfortable as Baker does throwing to the two tight ends. But, so. but then again, like, Baker's also going to have more weapons than Kirk Cousins had. Yep. And, like, we're going to have a more emphasis on the run game than they did. Because even though they did have Dalvin Cook, who put up insane numbers, like, we have two of the probably top ten running backs in the league right now. So him being a sixth option on this team, whereas, like, the second tight end on the Vikings might be the fourth or fifth option, he's probably looking at it and seeing that, like, He's not going to get many touches, probably comparable to what the second tight end on the Vikings did, and that's probably like a decent enough reason for him to leave. So I think now we're all like we kind of understand why he wants to leave, but there's still like from the Browns' perspective, there are reasons to keep him. I could see the Browns keeping him like through like five or so weeks, seeing what he does, and then trading him. At that point, we might only be getting like fifth sixth seventh round pick for him but at least we're seeing what potential he has this year so i don't know if we'll trade him this offseason but assuming that we do go on to trade him we already discussed 
like whether or not we should trade him in general enough. Assuming we do go on to trade him, what teams do you guys think might be interested in in him? And like, are there any like specific trades that you've been eyeing that you think would work? Um, one team that might be interested in him, um, I'm not sure, but the Jaguars. Um, they signed Tyler Eifert, Tyler Eifert this offseason to a one-year deal, and that brings consistency to their tight end room. They also had um, Jack o- James O'Shaughnessy, who is in his sixth year, so he's he's a serviceable tight end. Um, but I think they could really use a young and upcoming guy because Tyler Eifert has gone through a lot of injuries, and he's sort of at the end of his, not the at the end of his road, but he's played a lot of games, and I don't think. Obviously, Njoku has a lot more tread in the tires than him. So I could see them making that trade. And I could see us trying to pair a second-round pick for Yannick Ngakwe. I think Field Yates throughout this trade on ESPN. And I could see it happening. Um, but I don't know if the Jaguars would really go through with it for a second-round pick. And say the Browns are going to be a playoff team this year. The second-round pick is going to be in less, the late second yeah, round. Yeah, less valuable. So. Uh, one team, I don't really know if it's been talked about, but I like literally just looked up their depth chart and I could see them going for it, would be the Jets. They're tight like they have four tight ends right now, but none of them are like is above Herndon, average. Herndon, yeah, Herndon is he's, he's the guy that one of them. Been... He's their like top tight end right now, and then Ryan Griffin is the only one who's Ryan Griffin's remotely relevant. He had decent stats last year, but that's also because Herndon like did not play. He had literally one reception yeah. all of last year. I, I will say this: they believe in Herndon, and they think yeah. he will be good. So, but the one thing I do think is they could be worried about Herndon not playing at all last year, and they do want to help like. Jets are all in on the Sam Darnold project. They might want to help Sam Darnold out and go for a player like Njoku. There's a lot of teams that are kind of like in that scenario. I don't think anyone within our division would want to trade for Njoku. They're all pretty set at tight end. But there are a lot of teams that have young uh, quarterbacks who would be looking for someone like an Njoku who's also young that could potentially grow like a nice partnership. Yeah, one, one team I kind of looked at was... You know, it was kind of possible was the uh, Houston Texans. They did just re-sign Darren Fells to a two-year deal. But Darren Fells, his production's been uh, all right. And if you look at the Texans, they just got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. They need more receivers, right? And I could see, them, you know, a possible trade with them uh, and getting them another receiver and possibly getting, I don't know, maybe like a – a defensive player in, in return or something like that. Maybe um, like a Gary on Conley or something like that. Especially considering like with Darren Fells, it's not like there's potential for like growth with him as a player. Yeah. Like, he's, he's already a veteran. Yeah. He's already on the down slope of his career. So like, it, it could be yeah. good to bring in like a young tight end who even if he hasn't put up amazing numbers, he's shown like in like decent potential to be a good tight end and he has like the athleticism and strength to yeah. be a tight, top tight end in the league. Two other teams that I could see is Cowboys and Packers. I know the Cowboys have been somewhat interested. At least it's been reported they've been interested. Um, they have Blake Charwin at their tight end, and I think they just signed him to a, a contract extension this offseason. So they think he can be good, but uh, obviously David Njoku uh, has the uh, the physical attributes that just potential-wise elevate him above yeah. a guy like Blake Charwin. But Blake Charwin... The thing that he has that Njoku has is good hands. Like, he's got very good hands. Um, And then the reason why I say the Packers is because they got a second-year guy 
who's going to be their starting tight end, and Jay Sternberger. They're high on him. They think he's going to have a good uh, this good second season after his rookie year, where I think he only played six games, if I'm correct. But uh, I could see them trading for Njoku. I think they need, especially if they're going to go for it, they made the NFC Championship game last year. If they're going to go for it, give Aaron Rodgers a big target. And if it gave a big target in the red zone, and then after Aaron Rodgers may leave, you give Jordan Love and Joku uh, to pair with. So, Yeah, I, uh, one thing I just want to say was tight ends in the league right now are in a very, very strange spot, I'd say. Like, uh, you look at numbers and production, it's really just a couple tight ends at the top. Besides and then Kittle there's just kind of Kelsey. And Kelsey, yeah. And, you know, uh, you know Waller, there are a couple systems now that run multiple tight ends, like the Ravens, and, like, what we're going to do this year with Stefanski. Uh, but a lot of teams, there's, you know, not really a good number one tight end that you can find. Uh, so, I mean, some systems have kind of just... Not really, you know, they sort of eradicated the tight end position a little bit, but yeah. One team that does love a good tight end that I could see going for a trade would be the Patriots. They That's been a hole for them, obviously, since Gronkowski retired and then now is on Tampa Bay. So I could definitely see them trying to trade for uh, an Njoku-type player. But other than that, kind of for the same reasons I said Sam Darnold, I could see a team like the Cardinals or the Redskins coming in for him with their young quarterbacks in uh, Haskins and Kyler Murray just to give them a younger target that they could potentially grow with and someone that they can be decently confident in is going to be maybe not open, maybe not the best hands, but like if you miss a pass by like a little bit, if your throw is off, you know Njoku has the athleticism to make up for that. Yeah, um, and yeah, like you said, Andrew, only a couple tight ends yeah. really produce, and no offense is like needs a tight end to be a great offense really yeah, yeah. in this league. So unless you pair Njoku with like a second round pick or a first round pick or a third round pick, you're not going to get very high compensation for him yeah, because mm-hmm. the fact that tight ends like the only thing he'd be really valuable for and is run blocking because they don't use uh, there's not a lot of great pass catching tight ends so but the problem is Njoku's not a great run blocker yeah so he's strictly pass catching yeah he's like so he's one dimensional so you're not going to get a great return for yeah, him yeah if you're like Njoku is like a Rob Gronkowski without hands where like you're not going to get anything out of him in the offense Besides, like, receiving in yards. But Njoku hasn't shown the ability to put up big numbers yet. So, like, for a tight end like that, they need to be, like, hands like a receiver and actually, like, creating output to be worth it in the NFL. When you're trading Njoku, you're you're trading his potential. Yeah. That's your selling He has very minimal value now. And especially since, like we said at the start, there are a couple of, like, not big name, but, like, good tight ends on free agency who will probably take low, not that much high of contracts. Yeah. And also, we have two good tight ends on our roster. His value just conti- – and he's heading into contract years. His value just, like, continues to decrease. So we're probably going to have to pair him with a pick or accept something as low as a seventh-round pick for him, which is a little disappointing given the potential he's shown. But if you have a player who's in an expendable position for us, who has comparable players on the market that are readily available and is heading into the end of his contract, there's 
pretty much no value there. A lot of people question like why we drafted Harrison Bryant so high because we used a somewhat high pick on him. So, but now it looks like the Browns were not surprised that this was happening. They yeah. wanted to keep him, but I don't think they're too surprised that David Njoku was requesting a trade. Honestly, final decision. Uh, I don't see them trading him this season. Uh, I I know we saw with Duke Johnson and with Drew Rosenhaus, it got done, but that was a different situation. You know, we had more. We had other running backs to look at, and uh, I mean running back market was a little is a little bit different than the tight ends but uh i honestly just see us keeping on to him this year uh, i mean we don't really take much deficit from doing that but uh you know uh what do you guys think uh, my final decision i think he's going to get traded um as much as i would love to have yannick and gawkway on the browns i don't yeah. see that trade happening yeah. if he's going to get traded i see him going to the packers i think that makes sense for both sides um, I think they give maybe a draft pick or a young safety or corner, just a, or a linebacker in that yeah. trade if you pair him with a second round pick. So, um, but I, I see Njoku going to the Packers. I'm kind of in between the two of you on this. I don't think he's going to get traded in the next like two, maybe even three months. I think he'll get traded heading towards the trade deadline. Sure. I think the Browns are going to try to hold on to him, see if. I mean, like, his mood changes if Baker's throwing the ball to him, if Stefanski's putting him on the field over our rookie. And I think he's, like, sadly, I don't think he's going to be putting up any numbers for us. He'll probably be statistically our third best tight end. And then around the trade deadline, we're just going to realize, like, there's no point in holding on to him. He can do better with another team. And we'll take, like, a sixth or seventh round pick for him. And it'll be, like, disappointing uh, return for a player that we used a late first round pick on, but I think it's going to be the best we can get. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to try to pair him with anything for a bigger player because I don't think he's like good enough to be in that pair. And a team would rather just take like a second and a fifth instead of a second and Injoku. Yeah. So I think we're probably just going to dump him midway through this season for like a bad pick. Yeah, holding on to him to the deadline, that makes it more likely that a team like the Packers, who are probably going to contend this year. Yeah, I, I think then it'll be like, it'll be someone who's either like... Cowboys, Packers. A, a low-scoring contender, or a contender with a quarterback who's just not putting up great numbers, or like a Packers team with a quarterback who's just like pissed, You just want to stack off. the offense. You yeah. just want to stack the offense. So I think a team like that will come in, offer us like a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick, and we'll just take it because there's no point in keeping him. I think now we should uh, switch into our final talking point. We're going to try to stay as apolitical in this conversation as possible, keep the politics out of it. We aren't going to be discussing whether or not the Indians should or, like, we think personally, because of racial reasons, they have to change the name from the Cleveland Indians. All we're going to discuss is, assuming they do end up going through and changing the name, what we think the name could be changed to, what that means for the team, for the city, and for potential merchandise. So obviously, it's been talked about recently. The Redskins had all of their stuff taken off the Nike website, all of their stuff taken off the store. So the Redskins are probably going to be changing their name soon. And the next team in line will be the Indians. The Indians have come out with a statement saying that they're going to discuss the possibility of changing the name. Terry Francona, about two hours ago from our recording, about like five hours before this is going out, uh, 
came out and said that he is in support of potentially changing the name and he thinks it's a good idea. So there are like, it's getting some momentum behind it, the possibility of us changing our name. And we already, like Chief Wahoo was already taken away. So there is a decent chance it happens. The main one or the main name that teams or fans are talking about right now on social media and news outlets for changing the name to would be going back to the Cleveland Spiders. Obviously, there's a travel baseball team called the Cleveland Spiders. We've been called it before. And there's like logos going around for what we could potentially look like. I personally think that of the names that have or of the possibilities that have been released, the Spiders would be my favorite. I think it creates cooler merchandise opportunities. Like right now, all we can put on merchandise is a block C. Yeah, if, they, if it gets rid of the block C, I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Screw the block C. Yeah. That stuff, that sucks. It makes us look like the Reds like yeah or the cubs like. yeah just a different font of yeah i mean we use the spiders as our name from like 1887 to 1899 yeah. you know as a long time ago and really the only other team is richmond that uses the spiders that i yeah. can think of and it's really just an underrated name to be honest i think it sounds really cool all right uh and logo and branding wise would be really really good uh you know i I think we should. Uh, I think we should really look into that as an option for the. It team sucks in. for the people who got phobia of spiders, but besides yeah. that, yeah, yeah. I think also it wouldn't be that big of. Well, I mean, it would obviously be a big change, but like, we could keep the same Indians font, keep our jerseys the exact same, yeah. just swap sweat spiders for Indians, yeah, and like our jerseys could be similar. Yeah, there would but, just be more of an emphasis on emphasis yeah. on the blue side yeah. of things. For everybody out there, go check out some of the concept art that people have posted on Twitter because it's really it's really some good stuff. Yeah, and uh, I think also it could create like. A much cooler hat logo because obviously we had to take Chief Wahoo off the hats, so it's just been a big old red block C. But people have put out stuff where there's like spider legs coming out of the block C or a spider web inside the C. And overall, I just think it's like gonna make much cooler merchandise for us to wear. It'll make it'll give like the uh, merchandise people within the organization much more room to work with. Because now they can do more than just use the word Indians and a block C. They can actually customize stuff with spiders on it, spider webs, and a bunch of cool stuff. And overall, I think it'll just take a lot of the focus away from our name and the people who, even though the Indians have gotten rid of Chief Wahoo entirely, still wear Chief Wahoo gear. And it'll make it more tailored to like what the spiders are doing on the field and not controversy over our gear because even though like yes chief while is gone people still rep him all the time because that's the indians gear you have but if you switch the team name all the controversy is gone and you just have like it's just a new fresh start and i think that's a good idea uh, a couple of names one name i've seen thrown around that cannot be our name the cleveland rocks or rockers no it's just, <laughs> no no you cannot do that okay no. I, I don't want to be yeah, the, yeah. The, the Utah Jazz of baseball. The Rockers? Yeah. Really? We're going to have a guitar as our... Like, there, no. there have been like, some pretty bad names thrown around. I like, might... I, there, I won't stop being a fan, but I will question my fandom <laughs> if we do that. There's also been like the Cleveland Tribe, which just isn't changing anything. It's like 
obviously the name or our like nickname of like roll tribe go tribe just comes from the name indians which wouldn't fix the controversy whatsoever wouldn't change any of the momentum if we were switching from another name to the tribe it'd be okay because yeah. the tribe isn't it's like a, a group of people but but like it, it, it's, it's the same thing relation to the <laughs> yeah. Indians, so it, it's it's that's just like still be mad yeah that's just like a cop-out way of changing yeah. your name other ones were i think i saw guardians. the guardians because of the two yeah guardians on the bridge which i think so would be hope bridge or something yeah i think it would be decently cool but honestly okay like yeah it's better than the cleveland rockers yeah, yeah. i think we could come up that with sucks. like some good branding for with the guardians also the guardian sounds pretty cool to me but there have been some really just like bad names thrown around especially by uh cbs sports mlb they came out with like the cleveland fellers in the oh, memoriam to bob feller you know they obviously like gabe said the rockers they also came up with the Cleveland Crows, which is, I mean, that's We don't want to be synonymous trash. with the Baltimore yeah, Ratbirds. Exactly. We don't want to be Ratbirds. They said, okay. like, the Blue Sox, you know, because there's already white and red. Wait, you're complete serious. The, American. the Blue Sox? Is yeah. That, I'm pretty sure the Blue Sox is a minor league team, dog, too. Dog, just name us the Rubber Ducks. And then I don't, there's the. <laughs> dude, Rubber Ducks merch is sick, though. The Cleveland, the Cleveland Cuyahogas, or the what? Cleveland no, Great no, Lakers. No, 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 they never said the, the Cuyahogas. The, the dude, they call us the Lakers. The, the great lake they didn't they didn't call it the cleveland guy hogan that's not actually a suggestion no the, i think it is the cleveland castles <laughs> yeah, white so, castles are sponsorship so it's kind of like this is going to be the next couple months just when, do spiders don't do yeah, the rockers no. or the, the, the next couple the, months this when this is all getting discussed it's going to be kind of like when the akron arrows change their name where everyone's just throwing out any name they can possibly think of yeah. and we end up with something like the rubber ducks which like sounds pretty stupid, but low key I like it because like <laughs> yeah, the rubber ducks is kind of cool. It's kind of caught yeah. off. We to could be just honest. do the Cleveland Clevelanders because that would work for <laughs> everyone. But I think I think the best choice would be the definitely would be the spiders. But another one that's like just kind of like a meme that someone threw out, Sir Yacht on Twitter. He's like the big Cleveland Twitter guy. If you haven't seen him, go check him out. He posts funny rants about Pittsburgh fans and just kind of makes fun of everything Pittsburgh. He uh, he made made a video yesterday where he said we should call ourselves the Cleveland Lindors yep. just to guilt trip Lindor into staying on the team because <laughs> yep. you can't leave a team that's named after you. That would just make him like the most hated player in the world. Which honestly, not a bad idea. I think we should get Lindor Do in that on the and conversation. Give him ownership stake in the in the Indians. Yeah, that was the other thing he said. Yeah. Just give him like the the stake or like give him the Indians. Just like name the team after yeah. him. <laughs> Just the give him, yeah. you know, we don't need them. <laughs> yeah. he'd, he'd probably do a better job of buying them. players for us. Yeah. But I think overall, it's probably going to end up being Guardians because of the bridge and obviously the Guardian symbol in Cleveland. That's what they replaced the whole LeBron poster with. So it would make sense. I see spiders. I think but spiders. I think, yeah. I think it's going to be spiders. I, I want it to be spiders. I would love to rep spiders merch. I think that'll be a cool mascot. And... Overall, that seems like where the momentum is going in terms of like Twitter fans and things like that. After this is posted, we we can uh, tweet out a poll with. We'll make the options like spiders, guardians, one other. We'll make we'll make the rockers an option. Yeah, it should not get a vote. And yeah. then and then the last one. If you can vote, be we're other. blocking you. Yeah, if you <laughs> vote for the rockers. Don't, we're if you vote you. for the rockers, don't listen to the podcast. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with you. And then the final option will be other, and you can just reply with whatever you want the name to potentially be 
I think on that note, we're all in agreement on the spiders. We'll probably just wrap up the podcast from there. Thank you for listening and check out for the next one. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. It's at MadDogPod on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Also, get involved in the conversation. We're trying to reply and like as many of your tweets and replies as as possible. And we're trying to tweet and post as much as we can. Uh, So if you see a tweet or or Instagram post, just uh, give it a like or a comment and make sure to follow us. Make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and any other um, services where you get your podcasts from. Also, share it with a couple friends that may be interested in our podcast. Another interesting thing you can do is we create our podcast through Podbean, and they have an app. You can make an account on that and follow us. That'll give you more information about our podcast, give you another way to get in touch with us. So consider doing that. That's That allows you to like put comments on our podcast. So that'll be another way to reach out. Overall, just share the podcast with a couple of friends you think might be interested in. Keep like replying to us on Twitter, liking our Instagram posts, and commenting. We love engaging with everybody who listens. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next podcast.